Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at the Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, and today I'm positioning myself for a raise. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, well, uh, today we're talking about Minute 140, which begins with the Marvel Studios team and ends with the 32 Weta Digital Animators. Yeah. Back on the show for the last time this season, good old Tommy Metz Third. Hello, Tommy. Good old Tommy Metz Third. <laughs> good old side-saddle Tommy. Yes. It's a true pleasure to be here. Minute 140. This is the minute that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that we ended up uh, conveniently planning to have you on this. Minute. Yeah, so, this is great. Uh, this minute, we're continuing our. Uh, the, well, we've kind of finished our spe- our second unit. Uh, we ended our Mar- our um, the uh, New York unit, and now we get into kind of the Marvel Studios team. All 43 people at Marvel Studios. Then we start the long run of the visual effects companies that have been involved, starting with Industrial Light and Magic. 391 people on the credits for ILM here. Then we get into Scanline VFX. They're based in LA and Munich. They have uh, 41 people. This this was a weird thing. There are 41 people listed for Scanline VFX, but the last three people are ILM executive staff. And I couldn't help but ask myself, did they put these people at the wrong place in the credits? Right. <laughs> why, are they, weird. why are they here? Yeah. That's that my was a pick. weird little thing. Oh, well, good. That's really? one of my picks is an exec, a suit, a real big wig. Well, I can't wait to talk <laughs> about that. Muck. Yeah. Um, after Scanline, we start Weta Digital uh, Limited out of Wellington, New Zealand, and we get 462 people credited to them. So more people than ILM, although we only see the start of them today. We'll actually finish these in minute 141 next week. That would be funny if, like, right in the middle, it just says, and Scarlett Johansson as Black <laughs> Widow. We're like, what's happening? <laughs> Who was in charge of these credits? <laughs> uh, would it be funny? It would be interesting if they just took the entire list of credits and just, like, alphabetized it all by last name. Uh-huh. Like, what, wouldn't yep. that be an interesting way to do it? Like, I, that would be interesting to see. Somebody that just actually say, Screw happened. It. We speaking of credits and how crazy it could be for Thirty Nights, the film that I keep bringing up. My apologies. Um, we had a PA submit it to IMDb, but they did it uh, by um, last names, <laughs> and so the very first credit was uh, Allison Brayboy, who's a wonderful person, and she has no lines, <laughs> and she's in the movie for about thirty-two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and she's listed at the top, and we had to fight with IMDb to put Johnny Mandy and Dan Fogler at the top of the list. And it took like oh, dear. a while. What does that fight look like? Like, what do they have a position, IMDb, on? No, we don't. You, we don't. You do can't things. talk to anybody. It's like yeah. a black box. So you just submit things and submit things, and it just takes sort of forever. And then yeah. they don't tell you when things have changed. And wow. unfortunately, uh, because we're around the world in some of the different places that were listed, they just used that. Yeah. Like the IMDb, the original one. And so it'll say like 30 nights starring Alyssa Bray boy. <laughs> and we're like, she's in it. <laughs> she's just not the biggest selling point. So. <laughs> yeah. But Alyssa, you're great. Okay. It's, it is so funny that when that happens, because, uh, it is hard to change those credits. And, yeah. you know, Pete, um, you know, a while back, you and I chatted with, um, I'm 
going to forget his name, but one of the writers for Clute, he and his brother had written Clute, and we talked to him on the next reel. And um, after that, you know, he was one of these people who just didn't really understand, like, the inner workings of IMDb. And so I offered to help him clean up his and his brother's credits because a lot of them, they had been credited for things that they didn't do. They weren't credited for things they did do. Yep. And it was a process, like you just said, Tommy, going back and forth with IMDb, trying to help straighten all that out. That was uh, Andy Lewis, I think. Andy Lewis, yeah. thank, you. thank you. There are a couple Tom Metzes on IMDb, and they're all me. Yeah, that's the other. But yeah. just separate separate things. They're all like people, things that I've done, and I've tried to say, IMDb, just make this whole, make this one person, and yeah. they just won't. Yeah. It's, but that's fine. It's whatever their system is. It's a, it's a confusing one, for sure. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, we each picked one person here who would like to kick things off. Pete, it sounded like you were kind of excited to jump into talking about your suit. So we should we start with that? You guys. Okay, look. I There are so many reasons I picked this particular individual. Um, one, yes, because it jumped out at me at the credits that we have three ILM executive staff listed in, <laughs> in the weirdest place in the credits. How does that happen? I don't know. But then I started looking at credits, and the one in the middle is Janet Lewin. Now, Janet has been at ILM for a long, long time. First movie Janet is credited having worked on for ILM is Mission Impossible 1996. Wow. Uh, wow. 101 Dalmatians, uh, visual effects coordinator. Uh, Deconstructing Harry, Deep Impact, Snow Falling on Cedars, Galaxy Quest, Sweet November, Pearl Harbor, Hulk, Amityville Horror, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, Eight Below, Spiderwick Chronicles, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That notwithstanding, Star Trek, J.J. Abrams' reimagined thing, Terminator Salvation, I Am Number Four, Rango, I mean, it goes on and on and on. All the Star wow. Wars movies, Rogue One, uh, uh, all of these things. And and now is uh, it list, it, it pretty much runs. She's the vice, senior vice president and general manager of ILM in the visual effects department and has an extensive bio that just really does a great job of demonstrating straight up capability. I think it's actually really cool. Um, I don't know what she would have done on like uh, on the movie <laughs> like i don't i don't know what the specific like what does day to day look like on this movie when you're at that level it, it, but uh certainly um it, it is uh it ha- she has an incredible history with the company it's been there long enough to know where all the bodies are buried for sure it's so funny because you listed so many like effect heavy things and then deconstructing areas yeah, in there <laughs> Which is very much just live action. I think that's a Woody Allen movie, right? Yeah. Well, but do you remember there's that one sequence, which I thought it was really funny, where I think he's talking, I think it's Robin Williams, who, because I, I, he's an author, and he's like, it's one of those stories where he's like writing all of his friends into the novel, is my mm-hmm. recollection of it. But Robin Williams' character is going through uh, like emotional issues. And I just remember the part was really funny, because he's talking about how I just feel, I don't, I don't feel in focus. 
and his character through the entire scene was out of focus. Oh, and but, so oh, okay. I would, I would cool. imagine that that would be part, probably the one element in that film Good that memory. they would have been doing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I I like this this uh, pick just because you know we we uh, my picks looking at at people who worked on Marvel and then pretty much followed James Gunn to DC. Um, this is like you because ILM is is has such an expansive. <laughs> right catalog it's fun to see so many movies that she's been a part of that are fox and paramount and warner brothers and disney and like so many different different movies across the spectrum so i thought that was i i think it's actually it's it's neat to see where some of these the people who are run the thing clearly come from you know the work yeah that's great good pick that is awesome very cool um uh, tommy you want to go or shall i uh, I'll go. I wanted for this last minute, minute one forty, the one I wanted to try to find a real life superhero. In effect, because this is a movie about superheroes, some would say. I think I found one because <laughs> hey. this guy seems like a bad ass. His name is Rob Grosser, and he's one of three or four people that are listed just as their credit is only Marvel Security Team. And I wanted to know what that looked like, uh, and there was no information about it, but. I found him on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn hey. says he is the head of the global security and content protection for Marvel Studios, television, animation, publishing, and games. He has been responsible for the security operations and intellectual property protection for all Marvel assets for over 24 years. Can I go a little bit further? Wow. Because the breadth of what he's in charge of is, let me just read it. Rob developed, implemented, and oversaw content protection, anti-piracy operations, production security, event security, investigations, disaster preparedness, workplace violence prevent, uh, prevention, physical security, executive protection, policy development, and due diligence audits for Marvel Studios. It also talks about how he created the system of getting scripts to everybody about whenever there is dailies and having to erase dailies or hide them and all this stuff. He is also in charge of social media threats and managing cases of inappropriate pursuit. I looked that up. That's stalking. Wow. So he is in charge of keeping everything a secret, everyone safe for everything in Marvel. And that just seems wow. like the most stressful. Doesn't it seem like he's a superhero? <laughs> like Holy it's cow, the yeah. amount of people and the amount of things that he is in charge of protecting people, assets, everything just seems endless. I just, it's just, I thought he was really neat. So Rob Grosser, uh, you're maybe like mean, but if you're not, you seem like a really cool guy. <laughs> Don't you think he'd have to be kind of mean to be in charge of all of that? Uh, but uh, he seems really cool. And I just thought that was really neat because I just really neat. hidden under Marvel security team. That's the only thing that he gets. But he is. Yeah, seems like a superhero to me. So that's just that's why I really wanted to cool. Point him Rob, out. if you're listening, Tommy said that, not Pete and yeah. I. So he's the oh one yeah, I good go point. After. As I'm just a rendition to Marvel <laughs> Land, <laughs> you see me running around on the helicopter or whatever it's called, the helicarrier in the background. Clearly, uh, not in charge of my own. Yeah, so funny. That's so funny. really cool. What a great pick. Absolutely. Thanks. For my final pick uh, this week with you, Tommy, I wanted to go to the you know the people who are doing all the work, uh, running around, doing whatever people ask of them. It is the production assistants. Yeah, they are often <laughs> um, used and abused, and uh, you know we've all kind of been there. It's just part of the job, but um, it's 
you couldn't do it without all of the PAs running around and helping out. So I uh, had to pick this one because this is Peyton Rogers uh, with the nickname Buck. I saw Peyton Buck Rogers. Yeah. Uh, so Peyton Buck Rogers. Absolutely. Peyton Buck Rogers, who now goes by Buck PBD Rogers instead of Peyton Buck Rogers. PBD. He's changed how he, uh, how he is called on IMDb. Cool. Uh, Peyton Buck Rogers was born uh, July 16th, 1981. So uh, as of recording this, his birthday's in a couple days. So happy birthday to you, oh. Buck, wherever you are. Um, and as we've been kind of talking about, like with some of these people, it's nice to see as you look at the list of credits, how things shift over the course of their uh, careers. So starting as a PA back in Factory Girl, 2006, George Hickenlooper's film with Sienna Miller, Guy Pierce, and Hayden Christensen. Uh, that was um, that was Buck's first film credit, and then I Am Legend, Choke, which actually was directed by um, good old uh, Clark Gregg. Uh, and then moving on to Sex in the City, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You don't mess with the Zohan, and then eventually moving up to Key Set PA. And uh, still doing PA work all the way up until it looks like uh, 2013, 2014, and then slowly started shifting into working as a second, second assistant director, additional second AD, and has now been, uh, did 15 episodes as the second assistant director on The Blacklist, the TV show. Oh, all right. So it has been that process of moving up, as we've been kind of talking about with some of these other people. Uh, the slow journey through the film industry. And so, yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool to see with uh, good old Buck Rogers working uh, his way up the industry. And hopefully we'll be able to continue kind of moving into more second AD, AD work as he continues. So, yeah. That's really cool. That's my final pick. Buck PBD Rogers or Peyton Buck Rogers as he's credited in minute 140. I bet he's nice. Nice. (laughs) I bet he's nice. Absolutely. <laughs> Unlike that old Grouch <laughs> I've lost my mind. I'm done. Uh, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> That's what happens when we talk about a week of credits. I, uh, I can't do it anymore. Please don't right. make me do it anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Tommy, uh, it has been a thrill. I know you. Uh, it's a little bit of craziness, but it has been a thrill chatting with you through all these minutes. So thank you so much for joining us. It's always an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, we uh, do you want? I, I haven't been asking, but do you have any other shows that you're working on that you want to plug? I'm doing stuff for Young Storytellers, a nonprofit literacy program that I am in charge of. We are um, creating sort of content that can be going out across the United States so people can run their own Young Storytellers outside of just Los Angeles and New York. And I wrote a bunch of mini scripts for those, and I'm going to, in two weeks, start directing some of those. They're, we're releasing them as little videos to put online that teach people sort of how to do stuff and trying to not be like a lecture series, but more like have some sense of humor. And so I'm going to be on set in Burbank directing some of those. Wow. That's, that's really fantastic. cool. Yeah. It's it's, no, it's so great for you because you're not really one that, that known as a, a reader. So it's always been the ironic thing that you're <laughs> yep. in charge of a literacy group, yeah. but whatever. I mean, I'm really proud of you. Nonetheless, <laughs> you, you can, you can do anything kids. I keep calling them, yeah, young story worders, and that's why I'm <laughs> on this side of the camera. <laughs> oh, yes, too and. funny, too funny. 
Well, that is fantastic. Uh, so keep up the great work with that. Good luck with the production and everything. Thank you. And that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. We've got a few other uh, True Story FM regulars joining us uh, for a couple of those minutes. And then, of course, we're ending our conversation about this movie next week as well. Wow. So uh, I know it's been a long time, but we are so close. So close. <laughs> so that's it. Guys. I'm the, proud of you both. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thank you, Tom. Thanks. I'll, I'll wear that as a badge. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it. So, Pete, thanks as always. Steve Sarmento's here next week. Shh, don't tell. I'm going to pick all his picks first. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Message to the World by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show.